You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I was starting on the left side of that tee box to really give myself a chance to throw it out right of that flag. Use that slope. So sorry for my squeak. Holy cow. Buckets for Buckley. <laughs> this is Dirt and Sprague. Talking about them to that Dallas game and Kevin and Devin Booker and how the role players are basically going to be keyed on them. And now we're talking about another Durant injury. I always say, you know, you just got to get to mid-April in and, and one piece here. And for them to go on a long run in, in these playoffs, he's going to need to be on the court. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Minute 45 to go. Bartholomew on a handoff. Down the right side. Mid post. Pulls up. No. Rebound. Dante puts it back for two. Ducks lead 72 70. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The fan. All right. 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan. Welcome into a fast break Friday, a flop shot Friday. Yeah, we got fast breaks and flop shots. They're all over the place right now. I, uh, I quite enjoyed the entertainment yesterday. You know, I'm to a point now in the sports calendar where uh, golf, because they're in Florida, ends early. And uh, that's been a great tournament, a great start yeah, to a tournament. Three o'clock, it's uh, kind of wrapped up. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm checking in on the Pac-12 tournament. I'm kind of seeing some college basketball, but I'm not, like, sitting down anxiously awaiting to watch it. The Oregon-Washington State game was interesting. Ducks off to a big lead, and then they blow it, and then they end up winning the game. Uh, but I, I'm, you guys know me. I do a basket blue balls. I'm all in on the NBA at this point. There's, like, 15 games left in the season. And uh, yesterday, I got a nice little treat. And honestly... If you would have told me that in March, if you would have gone back to September and said, Sprague, in March, you're going to be really excited to sit down and watch the New York Knicks go to Sacramento and play the Kings. I wouldn't have believed you. Nor would anybody else. But you light the beam anyway, and the Sacramento Kings get a much-needed win as they're playing, you know, jockeying for position with the Grizzlies for the two-seed. And the Knicks, they ultimately they lost Jalen Brunson during the game last night, and Josh Hart continues to not want to shoot threes for anybody. And uh, nice little basketball game, Kings Knicks. I, I, I kind of felt good to say that Kings Knicks matters. You don't get that very often. The Kings no. have been largely uh, irrelevant. And and Swigard, what's crazy is. The Bills, I want to say it was, uh, what was it with Josh Allen? 2017, 2018, whatever that was, 19. When Josh Allen got to the Bills, they were riding one of the longest 
playoff droughts in yes. pro sports. And not that long ago, they finally broke that drought, and now they're one of the you know top-end kind of favorites in the National Football League. Well, what did we see in baseball? Because the next team with the longest drought was the Seattle Mariners. And the Seattle Mariners, they finally broke their streak. And now the Sacramento Kings, who currently have the longest active playoff drought, are about to break their streak. It's fantastic. Well, yeah, that's, I think, what you want mostly. I mean, sure, we like dynasties. We like to see teams at the top. And that draws people in. But, yes. Do dynasties draw people in? Uh, they draw we, the casual sports fan in. Uh, because it's there's a relevancy factor of hearing the same sort of names over and over and over. We're dialed in, and sometimes I think we lose sight of people that don't live it the way we do. Hmm. What grabs their attention? I don't really care about those people because they don't care. Yeah, but TV dollars care about those sure. people, and that's what, you know, in the NBA and a media rights deal, and you talk about, okay, what do they need to do? That That's the whole load management thing for them. You know, and I hear, oh, wait, LeBron's, I, I know LeBron. What team is he on? Oh, he's not playing? I don't care. Mm. Yeah, but I ultimately don't care about those people, and I don't care what TV cares about. I care what I care about. No, I'm in the same boat with you. And what I care about is the fact that the, the Kings Sacramento and Knicks are Kings playing great basketball. Are playing great basketball, and the Knicks, as much as I tease the New York Knicks fan, I have a one of my best friends is a New York Knicks fan, and I tease him relentlessly. Like, I'm always giving him grief because he grew up here. I don't know how he became a Knicks fan. My my ultimate theory is that he's such a rap fan that he just leached on to whatever team a rapper would talk about. And he's a pretty big Jay-Z fan. I know Jay-Z's a Nets guy because he was the owner. But I think it's more just the New York swagger of hip-hop. And so he's been a Knicks fan for a while now. And I usually love giving him crap, but uh, I can't do it this year. They're good. And I got to be honest, they're likable. I like this Knicks team. Josh Hart's fun. Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson's been a great acquisition for them. Emmanuel quickly picking up the slack when he goes out. I mean, the Knicks are actually fun. And then you on the other side, you got the Sacramento Kings last night. The Sacramento Kings don't play defense consistently. But my God, are they Who fun? Does in the NBA really? Yeah, anymore? I mean, you got you got your handful of teams, but uh, yeah, largely the whole league is hot and cold with their uh, defense. But De'Aaron Fox and the season he's having, Demontis Sabonis, he's having an incredible year. Keegan Murray has fit in really lovely for them as a rookie. Davion Mitchell is kind of their little spark plug. You got Lyles shooting the three and kind of stretching the floor as as a big. Kevin Herter was a really sneaky, good pickup. Like, the Kings, we're living in a world now where for, like, 17 years, the Kings were one of the laughingstock organizations of basketball, and it's got to hurt to wake up in Portland today to know the Kings have passed you. The Sacramento Kings are now a better franchise than you. And they have you. a newer, more modern arena than you. Yes, they do. They light the beam every night uh, when they get a win. And and yesterday, I you know, I'm watching that game, and the, the Kings are up. And then the Knicks have this comeback in the second half, tail, tail end of the third quarter, goes into the fourth, kind of comes down to the wire. And yesterday, I, I remembered that yesterday on the show, I specifically had said, 
man, I wish we'd give more love and attention to the Sacramento Kings. The Kings aren't getting love. Like, the Lakers win a game. A game. And ESPN will run with, are the L.A. Lakers now a sneaky, upsetting contender in the Western Conference? And it's like, no. <laughs> well, no, but it's like, it just one game gets you to do that. Yeah, Whereas Sacramento's been... They've been they've been pretty damn good and consistent all year, and now they're the two seed in the West. Imagine a LeBron Laker team being the two seed in the West right now. Okay, you picture that. And you're uh, like, you know how much attention and you conversation that's going to dodge be. him. No, and the Kings barely get a national game. And all I thought yesterday was I I really hope that they win this because the last thing I want is for the Kings to finally get some attention nationally. And they end up blowing this game to the Knicks on on TV. Because how many people, honestly, out there are watching Sacramento Kings basketball? Not often. It, it, no. They're not on national TV, and League Pass is only going to reach so many people. So I I hate to admit this, but I'm also kind of proud that yesterday I was hooked to Knicks-Kings. It was a great uh, night of television and sports for me. Well, good. Well, I I am subject to uh, the TV viewing habits of uh, of the parents right now, so I am still uh, still without uh, a night in my bed. You don't control what you watch right now. Well, when I'm a guest over there, wait, they only have one television? No, but I, you know, I, wait, you one wanna... I had. I mean, we did watch the Ducks game, and then after that, I had to reschedule everything because they got another game tomorrow, and then. What time do they play today? Uh, they play at 6. So they have the first oh, semifinal right. game against UCLA. So primetime will be done at 5.30. Okay. But there were a whole bunch of dominoes that went into effect that nobody cares about but affect us and staffing and that sort of thing that I had to take care of and tell everybody what's up. So Washington State, Oregon, and what did you have to watch with the parentals after that? Uh, let's see. They had to catch up on some episodes of Jeopardy that they missed. <laughs> Uh, they they catch up on Jeopardy. Yes. Well, we had a big fam. My brother's birthday was Wednesday, so we had a big family uh, uh, dinner out. So they recorded those. So yes, they caught up on the uh, high school reunion championship for Jeopardy. Uh, they caught up on the Masked Singer. The Masked Singer just, I I I don't get it. I I don't get it. I I don't either. Do you like you don't like that show? Uh, no, I know you like singing competition shows, but no, that's a little that th- one's weird. That's it's, a little let's change the voice. No, no, no. I, I love up and... I love the plus you know discovering talent. Like I I think we yeah it, instead it, of giving a celebrity a costume and yeah can they you unva- guess who this is? They unveiled Michael Bolton and look uh, yes Michael Bolton's got ridiculous pipes. We know that. He looks like he's like seventy years old now too. I'm a little I think worried about. He's pretty old. Yeah, let me look that up. So, Michael Bolton. But no, you, you know the Voice. I do watch the Voice, and they find these people that have been you know trying to gig in bars and wherever else for fifteen years and give them their big break. That's pretty cool, especially when they're talented. He is exactly seventy years old. Yeah, and he by the it. way, he's five nine. I always, Michael, I always thought he was like six two. Yeah, he always to me looked like he was a guy that was like six two. Wikipedia is saying that he's five nine. Maybe. Man, if he's not, he's got to be really outraged by that. The internet's lying about his height. Uh, I would be, yeah, especially I, I to that degree. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're like six two and somebody yeah. says you're five, yeah, I mean, he's seventy years old, man. That's still got pipes. 
Yeah, I don't think you ever lose those. But eh, like, Billy all, Joel did. Also, well, yeah, I mean, you do that many uh, piano mans and concerts, you <laughs> tend to do that. But like on the Mass Singer, let me just say this: like, what's the appeal? We get to watch I, a celebrity. I like, don't know. He 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 is a singer. It's. Why is he on a singing show? I don't know. It's more about the costumes. It's like WWE. Why did you for... not give your, your parents some crap for this? Uh, because they're being kind enough to... Oh, my God. Let you stay at their house for two days. Mm. You're, you're the child. Like, of course oh, they're going to let know. you stay. Not like you're jobless and homeless. You, you got to be out because <laughs> of COVID. Not like you're going to be staying here, sleeping around for two months, not working or something. So, yeah. No, the mass singer. That's that's incredibly disappointing. Jeopardy, pretty nerdy, but I kind of dig it. Yeah, the mass singer. And then, singer, uh, and then later, well, I did flip over and watch. I realized the uh, Kraken and Senators were tied at four with five minutes to go, and the Kraken spit the bit last night. They gave up the, uh, they gave one up. So are, are they still good? They're still they're third place right now in the Pacific, okay. but they're falling behind the Kings and the Oilers who I think have taken over. They both won last night, too. So they're still in playoff position. They should make the playoffs, but okay. you'd like to pick up points like that. For sure. So so that was your night of television. And then, and then I was... did watch the second semifinal. Arizona State beat USC. So Arizona State pl- trying, so just like the Ducks, trying to play their way into the NCAA tournament so the Pac-12 might have four or five teams in there instead of two. So that was uh, – so I watched that final game. That puts them at 21 wins for the year? Uh, Arizona State? Yeah. Yeah. 21 or 22, which is usually what the, the criteria is Yep, in most years, especially if you had the quad wins. So the they RPI get Arizona. Wins. That'll be, that's the second semifinal, Arizona and Arizona State, so. Well, it was a, uh, an old man's night of watching television yeah. for both of us in some ways, and, uh, we have a lot to get to today. Uh, I got Ross Martin set to join us for the Daily Ticker. He covers North Carolina for 24-7 sports inside Carolina. Uh, I don't know if you are aware of this. The North Carolina Tar Heels lost to Virginia yesterday. Uh, yes, they did, and they are very doubtful. Oh, no, they're they're not making it. They it's, better not make it's it. It's over. They were asking Hubert Davis if he was going to accept an NIT bid, in which he said he's not ready to talk about that. But North Carolina's loss last night was history in college basketball. You might be saying, how, Sprague? What was the history? North Carolina became the first team in college basketball history to be a preseason number one and not make the NCAA tournament. Now, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves here. The committee, I remember one year the committee put an 18 and 13 Syracuse team in and everybody was like, what? Yeah. And that didn't make any sense. Yeah, but Syracuse had some big wins. They just had bad losses and balance. North Carolina doesn't have any good wins. No. Well, they got one. But I being think. five games over 500 is a pretty awful yes, criteria for making the, the tournament. Maybe they will sneak him in, but it's highly doubtful. And North Carolina will be the first team in history of college hoops to be preseason one and miss the NCAA tournament. So I want to talk with Ross Martin. Because what the hell happened there? Uh, I think most of us thought North Carolina would get back to the Final Four and, hell, might win the whole enchilada. They kind of had a Fab Five vibe to them, where the Fab Five come on the scene and they get to the championship. And then my pilots exposed them on Thanksgiving Day on how to beat them. They did. Uh, You won many teams, except you didn't beat them. We didn't finish. (laughs) We we gave everybody the You can't count a close loss, Swigard, as a win. That's not how that works. Oh, man, we could have. 
taking the lead, if not for a bad traveling call there. Ifs in the final and buts, buddy. Ifs and Moses buts. Moses Wood drained a three, and they said he traveled coming off the baseline screen. So we will uh, we'll talk with Ross Martin at 7.30. we got a Sprague the line today at 8.30. Did you do a statter story? A statter story is ready for you. You did a statter story today? I did today? a statter story last night, too, while I was sitting there. Wow. Okay. Mass right. Singer came out and was like, you know what? I should get this statter story knocked out right now. All right. I like that. Well, we got a lot to get to football. We've got some hoops to talk about today. Day. Uh, the Ducks get a conference uh, tournament uh, victory last night against Wazoo in a really tight, close game. And now they take on UCLA tonight. And so uh, we'll touch ground on that as well. So it's a loaded show, a lot to get to. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this football flop shot fast break Friday on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just call my I saw the story yesterday, and I thought it was a really interesting dive into a situation a lot of us have talked about, and it's been in the headlines. And that was Charles Robinson of Yahoo.com wrote a story titled Lying, Tampering, and Compromise, NFL Agents Sounding Off on Lamar Jackson's Situation. And he interviewed three very prominent agents. Obviously doesn't name them because they don't want their names attached to these quotes because some of this is negotiating tactic. And this isn't necessarily a conversation to me about dollars and cents. It's it's more like on an operating business level what Lamar may or may not have done here in this situation. Because even if I disagree with Baltimore not just giving him 200 guaranteed to beat Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and saying, hey, the, the Deshaun thing, is it was insane, it was irresponsible, we're not there as a league, we value you, here's $200 million guaranteed, Baltimore is deciding on a business level that he may not be worth that. The latest report is that they offered 133 guaranteed out of a $250 million deal. And that's a pretty wide gap from what he wants. And it's it's just a good read of, obviously it's agents saying he could have really used an agent, but they explain why. And sometimes this stuff can fascinate me. So, you know, he, he basically says when you get to this point of a deal, of negotiating with the agent and the team, the difference is the agent ends up talking directly to just the owner. Most of the times this agent says, you don't even involve the pro director or even the GM. 
in these situations. You're talking to the person who ultimately will make the final decisions. That's why you're talking about a contract at this level. You're really only able to hire seven, eight, or ten different guys at the max that are capable of doing this kind of deal. I thought this one was pretty eye-opening. He also said this, I would have talked to Lamar about the reality of what's coming, an agent said. First, I would have told him it's extremely difficult to get a club to give me an offer sheet as a non-exclusive franchise player because it becomes extremely public. Secondly, teams convince themselves that the Ravens would just match it and they don't want to do the work for another team. And then thirdly, the team that signs the offer sheet has it count against their salary cap for the week during the period of time which the Ravens can decide whether to match it. Some teams just don't want to do that, end quote. I think when we look back, however this ends up working itself out, if he just plays on the tag or, you know, a team finally steps up and says, we don't really have a quarterback situation and we don't care if our whole team knows it. I think we might look back on this and potentially, because he's been hurt last couple years, Swag, we could look back and say, did he cost himself a great deal of money? By not just diving in and saying, no, an agent is good for these things. You can say what you want about the 3% fee or the 4% fee or whatever the hell it is. I don't know, man. If you're working on $32 guaranteed and that's it, I would think a 3% fee for a guy who could potentially have gotten you $195,200 if the Ravens were willing to listen to an agent. I, I would imagine that would have been worth it. And so now we kind of wait as we continue this quarterback stuff. We got another quarterback that might be on the move in the NFC, and his name's not Aaron Rodgers. And so we'll talk about that. But I just, I walked away reading this piece going, hmm, really probably didn't help himself much by just rolling with him and his mom as his representation. No, and we've we've been wondering that. The only thing I'll say about the agents and, and typically, yeah, non uh, the non-exclusive franchise tag, I just don't know how many times I think he's hoping there's a team out there who says, how else am I going to get a franchise quarterback that has his credentials that's still young enough to have enough life? You know, the, the really the only question is the health. And so if they can get comfortable that he can, you know, be on the field consistently for them for the life of that contract, He's a different cat than, you know, if you don't do a non-exclusive on a tight end or a, you know, linebacker or somebody like that where, okay, there's other places to go. There's not too many other places to go to find somebody like Lamar Jackson. So I think he's counting on some team being so desperate that even though it becomes public and we cost us two first rounders or whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, see, that's the part is there's a blurb in there from one of the other agents. He says some of these teams, Atlanta, Miami, teams that clearly have quarterback questions or vacancies, they have to say publicly they're not interested. So that, you know, that was the backlash or the response, I should say, when he got the tag as teams basically leaking to media members, oh, not interested, not interested. Because, as he points out, if you're Miami, for example, and you think Lamar is an upgrade, and I think most people would agree, Lamar's probably an upgrade. You know, whatever you think about his health status, he hasn't had, it's not, it's not been three concussions in a season. And now you're like, dude, if he takes one more, is he going to be like functional human being? Miami, if they were to go after Lamar, I mean, it just, it, to the public point, it goes public. And then if you fail, 
You give them an offer sheet, the Ravens match it. They're supposed to turn around and say, hey, Tua, we love you. Like that, I got to admit, reading that kind of opened my eyes. I, di- I didn't really consider that part. I just kind of thought, oh, teams that need quarterbacks will do their due diligence and they'll make a decision whether they should go after it or not. But um, if, you, if you have a questionable thing in place, I think you, you fracture it that much more by making this effort to go after Lamar Jackson. And so now we're at a spot where, you know, the quarterback narratives this offseason and the quarterback potential movement is sitting there, but we don't know what what or where or when Rodgers is going to go. I saw an interesting comment on him yesterday. It was like, we all think or know he's going to go to the Jets. That's what the latest reporting is telling us. But, like, you know something that we didn't take into account is, is it, has it been fairly obvious that teams aren't interested in him? Because what teams have really emerged, right? We kept hearing the Raiders. It was the Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders. Devontae Adams, the Raiders. I mean, unless they've been really quiet on it, maybe they have, and they're just sneaking around and having these conversations and they're going to figure out a way to get involved. You take the Raiders away, who else has it been? It's just largely been the Jets. And that's Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, what teams are looking to get and what teams want is it's been way off from what we thought going into it, but you've got these quarterbacks kind of sitting there going, hey, I'm available. Come get me. And so far, all we have is the Jets for Rodgers and the Ravens half-heartedly caring about him and saying, here's $30 million for a tag. Uh, We actually don't care if teams try to come get you. Because we're not even sure teams will, and so far the Ravens have been right there. So it, it's a it's a really good read. It's a it's a dive into the business side of it, and yeah, I know some of you aren't always interested in the money side of this stuff. I get that. I just I'm kind of always just curious. Like there's a blurb about collusion. I mean, I think it's the most obvious thing that these owners, since the Deshaun Watson deal, are colluding to not go to the Deshaun Watson level. But you can't prove it. They have these conversations in a towel in their locker room at their country clubs or, you know, they're not they're on their super yachts talking about this over caviar and champagne. And you can't prove that. But I feel like it's fairly obvious. And we continue to see what's going to happen with Lamar as uh, they, they seem to be as far apart as they've ever been. It's a really good read. Charles Robinson, Yahoo Sports, uh, lying and compromise, tampering, NFL agents sound off on the Lamar Jackson uh, mess. I want to get into one more NFL thing, and then we'll transition out a little bit. Uh, we'll get to some Dylan Brooks post-game audio. He has responded to the D- uh, Draymond Green response. So Dylan Brooks said something. Draymond responds. Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies beat the Warriors last night. And so Dylan Brooks had something to say to Draymond Green about that. Uh, but up next, this quarterback could be on the move too. Boy, what an offseason of quarterback movement. We'll get into that next. But- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We'll spray the line today, so get the spray line sponsors in at the fan text line, 503-864-6326. Went 2-2 two two last weekend, thanks to John Bones Jones, who I parlayed the money line and under four and a half rounds in his heavyweight uh, match, and he won that in the first round, first two minutes. It was submission. It's yeah, over. Vegas was wild last. I mean, you had the conference tournaments. You had NASCAR out there. You had the UFC fight. Um had the weather been, you know, normal Vegas weather, where upper 60s, lower 70s, it would have been even crazier, but nobody was hanging out outside. So we'll spray the line at 8.30, get the uh, sponsors in. You can text um, all to the fan text line, and uh, we'll get the Statter story. We did not do that on Wednesday, and then we did not do that on Thursday. We will do a Friday edition of Statter story at 7.15 today. We'll get into the Oregon Ducks, their tournament win against Washington State last night. That one was a pretty exciting game. Uh, Came down to the wire, a lot of replay reviews. Uh, Ultimately, Oregon gets the win, and they move on to take on UCLA today. And so uh, we'll dive into that. We got Ross Martin, who covers North Carolina basketball. They lost yesterday, so you might be saying, well, why do we care about that? Well, North Carolina made history in college hoops. First team ever to be preseason number one and not make the NCAA tournament. Incredibly disappointing season. I text the homie Mike Richmond. He responded, wrong number. So, North Carolina fan, not feeling great about the way this season went and the way their season ended. We'll talk to him, uh, Ross Martin, at 7.30 to get his thoughts. Um, I, I want to get to one more quarterback thing. I, I don't know if this should have surprised me or if it shouldn't have surprised me, but Michael Lombardi was on the Pat McAfee show, and uh, that's a former author there. Former Odyssey insider, as you cut off my microphone for reasons I have no clue. Uh, yeah, uh, your microphone's still not on. You're talking to me, so it's a really weird uh, situation. I, I tried to hit mine. Yeah, miss yeah. got yours, and yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was on McAfee. Michael Lombardi, former front office guy for the Patriots, the Browns. Uh, he's doing the media thing now, and uh, he had this to say about one quarterback in Los Angeles. Oh, Matt Stafford's fully available. For Matt Stafford, they're trying to, they would love to trade. They could, they can't do it because he's got 57 million guaranteed. Hold on, though. There's a lot of play- Do we know he's yeah. playing? Do we know he's playing? We're 100% sure he's playing? Well, he says he is playing, but, okay. you know, uh-huh. you know he's, but, but Pat, his contract, he's got 20, I think 26 million of an option bonus on the third day of the league year, and he's got 31 million in paragraph five on the third day of the league year. All of that is guaranteed. Okay, that's good. That's good. When I say guaranteed, that's for skill and injury. 
So it doesn't matter if you can't play or not. Out of Detroit to L.A. Mm-hmm. with this contract. Yeah. Yeah. Win a Super Bowl. They just You're did. in commercials. What a dream for Stafford to do this. Deserves He's it. got $57 million coming to him no matter what. The Rams, what are they going to do? They're trying to get out from it. So I don't really want to hear the bull that, oh, we're not trying to trade him. Yes, you are. You've called teams. I know this. Like, I know oh. this. Like, long so Michael Lombardi on McAfee saying uh, Matt Stafford fully available. Rams probably won't be able to find a partner. We also don't know what his health is. He had a weird elbow thing. You know, that that thing is what pissed me off the most is we made our NFL picks. And then like a couple months later, the summer's here and this story pops up. His elbow, he's not throwing in practice. I remember having like instant red flags like, oh, the Rams are probably in trouble here. And it's funny, like. You can't argue with the success they got. They they won a Super Bowl, for God's sakes. But they quickly went from F them picks, ha, 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 look at you guys, and we don't care about draft picks. And I was wondering, is this the wave of the league? Is the league going to see the Rams do this and go, nah, we don't really value these picks. I still think you value players who are good now, and you got to be willing to part with picks. But the F them picks thing sure didn't last very long. Les Snead did an interview where he basically said, yeah, we're putting a pause on on roster construction because they're trying to figure out how they can aca- uh, accumulate draft capital and still build out the team. Sean McVay decided to come back instead of retire and run away from the grind. Uh, and so now the Rams just kind of sit in this in-between now with Matt Stafford, who may or may not be their quarterback. Odell's going to have open tryouts for all these teams. And he doesn't appear to be going back to Los Angeles. Cooper Cup will be back even though he got hurt. They've been flirting with their running back situation. And eh, we like Cam Akers. We don't like Cam Akers. We like Cam Akers. We don't like Cam Akers. Aaron Donald says he's coming back, but he had that weird thing where he changed the title of his Twitter account to former defensive lineman. So I think you look at the Rams right now, and yeah, they got the Super Bowl. So there's it's really hard to criticize much, but I do think there's criticism there of, you know, all that stuff, all those moves. It won you one. And then at the same time, like just as quickly as you won one, you're sitting here kind of out loud going, yeah, we, we're trying to get out of what we just laughed about doing. And now look at the NFC West. I mean, you got Geno Smith held his press conference yesterday. Um, and I thought it was really interesting what he had to say about taking discounts and, you know, being a mentor versus trying to be the starting quarterback and, you know, he's not running away from the grind. You know, Gino's not sitting there going, well, yeah, I signed this deal and, you know, I, I shouldn't have to compete. He says that if they draft a quarterback, I'm competing, as he should. And he says if I get beat out, I'm going to be a mentor to that player. And that, I think, as you're a Seahawks fan, you love to see that. The 49ers, obviously questionable at quarterback. Maybe it's Brock Purdy. He'll get the surgery and be okay in time. Maybe it's Trey Lance. We don't know where he's at. And then the Cardinals, I mean, Kelvin Beecham is just publicly calling out Kyler Murray, saying he's he's an incredible player, he needs to grow up, he needs to mature. So the NFC West right now is, uh, it went from like quickly us thinking this is the best division in the NFC, and then the NFC East takes it over with the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants. They've got their pieces locked in, ready to go, come back for next year. How does Dak do? Mike McCarthy's calling plays. Philadelphia, how do you rebound from losing a Super Bowl? The Giants just gave Daniel Jones the bag. 
Like the NFC East was the laughing stock going into the year. And now look at that. The season's over. We're a few months out from training camp. And I'm sitting here going, I think the Niners will probably end up being good just because Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. And they seem to find the right uh, pieces and players. They've certainly benefited from the diversity program. Have you seen this, Swigard? No. They hire, so the NFL rewards you with draft picks if you're a part of the diversity hiring program that they do. And think about who their coordinators have been. Mm-hmm. Three straight coordinators, Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans, and now Steve Wilkes. Yep. Three straight. Three straight. They've had uh, women on their staff. They've had diverse hires. Um, Mike McDaniels just went to Miami. Like, they've hired outside of the box of a lot of teams. Uh, and I would argue they've done the right thing. And they've been rewarded with it. They're like six draft picks yesterday. They lost some of those picks in the Christian McCaffrey. They got them right back. So we'll see what the Rams do. I I don't know how confident I'd be as a Rams better or even a Rams fan. Because if it ain't Matt Stafford, I, I don't know where they go. Maybe they draft a quarterback this year. Maybe they'll be a sneaky team who gets a quarterback late and, you know, McVay tries to find a project. But where the Rams sit today, they're trying to shop Matt Stafford, according to Michael Lombardi, you know, got a Super Bowl out of it. But just as quickly as they got that Super Bowl, their GM and their organization is already pivoting and trying to get out of money and figure out how to completely build this roster up because they uh, traded a lot of their picks. Uh, We have a response to the response. This doesn't happen often, but we had it last night in sports. We'll get to that next on The Fan. The Ducks get a win in the uh, Pac-12 tournament. Pretty exciting game against Washington State last night. We'll talk about that coming up. Statter story around the corner as well. Yes, it's a Friday. We're getting to Statter story. Ross Martin covers North Carolina. They became the first team to be preseason one and not make the NCAA tournament. And we'll spray the line today. So uh, get those spraying line sponsors in. At the fan text line, 503-864-6326. Want to quickly tell you guys about Fan Madness presented by Laurelwood Brewing Company is now a two-week event. Thursday and Friday of next week, March 16th and 17th, you can join us at Fan Madness out at the Stadium Sports Bar at ALNA. Danny and Dusty and Primetime with Isaac and Souk will be broadcasting from ALNA both days while you watch the games and enjoy the ALNA Sportsbook. Uh, then you can join us the following week, Thursday and Friday, March 23rd and 24th, from noon to 7 at X-Golf Tualatin in Vancouver. And while you're there, you can watch the games and play in the nationwide X-Golf St. Paddy's Scramble. Fan Madness presented by Laurelwood Brewing Company, Crafting Community, since 2001. More info at 1080thefan.com. Uh, uh, Draymond Green responded yesterday. We played this audio, and uh, he responded to Dylan Brooks, who randomly went at Draymond Green. And then the Grizzlies and Warriors played last night, and Dylan Brooks got interviewed mainly for TV purposes because it wasn't because of performance. He was 6 of 15. So sub 50% from the field and he scored 14 points, but because Draymond did a podcast in his hotel room and the Grizzlies won, of course, we got to interview the most mediocre player of all time and Dylan Brooks, who again, did not really have that big of a game. There was one little kerfuffle with him and Draymond taking the ball out and there was some chirping going on with him and Steph Curry, who then proceeded in the most Dylan Brooks way. Uh, to foul Steph Curry and create an and one for the Warriors. But Dylan Brooks was interviewed in the postgame, 
And Draymond responded to his comments. And so Dylan Brooks can't just leave it at that. He's got to respond to the response. So here's Dylan Brooks uh, immediately following their win against the Warriors. That's what I do. I talk. And, you know, I told him, I told I, I told him that, um, you know, keep that mic. Keep that mic. He's better at the mic than pooping. You know what I'm saying? So keep doing this podcast. Keep blogging. Keep doing this thing off the court. You know, it's cute. It's fun for him. That was an impressive showing tonight. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You should give the mic to Draymond. Make him talk about me. What was that? Make him keep talking about me so I can play better. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll say this. Um, I didn't really find his response really, uh, I don't know, entertaining or gravitating or whatever you want to describe it. Uh, I also thought, yeah, that sums him up. Draymond, if Draymond was in that position, Draymond would have talked and, and, and spoke clear enough and loud enough for him to not have to go, what, what, what'd you say? Like, when the sideline guy has to say that, eh, I don't think you're, you're not sounding how you think you're sounding. I don't know. I, it's childish. It's a little corny. But Dylan Brooks is corny. He's a guy who flops when nobody touches him and dives to the floor to try to draw a foul in one of the more ridiculous plays I've ever seen in college basketball history. And he routinely shoots like 38%, 41%, 42%, Like these are his percentages in games. And he legitimately believes he's better than Draymond Green. Draymond, by the way, in the postgame was asked if this is now a rivalry. Warriors and Grizzlies, is this a rivalry? And Draymond said, uh, no. Because you got to have more winning happen if you want it to be a rivalry. Whereas the Warriors have had a lot of success, uh, not only against the Grizzlies, but largely against the NBA as they've won four championships in this version of their franchise. And so, yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies won the game. They needed to win this game, by the way. They were desperate for a win. Uh, they're facing the, you know, they're chasing the Kings in the standings for the two seed. But overall, I, I didn't really take much away from this. You know, it was fun. Draymond responding. I'm still not sure why Dylan Brooks thought it, he needed to go at Draymond Green. Uh, even if he was asked a question about it, he could have easily talked his way out of a real answer. And instead, he invited the smoke. He got the smoke, but he ultimately got the last laugh yesterday because the Grizzlies won the game comfortably, and he wanted to, uh, you know, speak his mind loudly in the postgame. I personally don't think he really did it. I didn't really say anything. It's cute. Get a microphone. Like, okay, it's cute. Get four championships. It's cute. Get two Olympic gold medals. It's cute. Get a defensive player of the year. Like, you won a game in March. All right? You beat him in the playoffs? Eh, that'll be something. Maybe more than what you just did. But it's not like the Warriors are, are great. I mean, as I mentioned yesterday in Blue Balls, like, the Warriors have the exact same road record as the Detroit Pistons. They're not a good road team. I still wouldn't want to play them. I still would be nervous as all hell if I was a fan of Clippers, Mavs, Nuggets, you know, whoever the hell they face. I'd be nervous as hell to have the Golden State Warriors come to my arena. I don't care that they were 7-27 and 27 on the year on the road. If you have Steph Curry, you scare the living hell out of me. If you have Klay Thompson, you scare the living hell out of me. And then you add Draymond to the equation defensively, you know, the screen rolls, the ability to find the open man, like, I don't want that smoke. I don't I, I don't care. You win championships, I respect it. And the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks, 
They obviously haven't done that. They got some bad news yesterday. Steven uh, Adams apparently needs some stem cell stuff into his knee, so he's going to wait two weeks to even be evaluated. Brandon Clark just tore his Achilles. He's out for the year. So now you've lost a monster defender. You've lost a monster screener, a great offensive rebounder, a great leader in the locker room. Like, they're a little decimated. And that doesn't even count the fact that John Moran is still out. And they continue to sit him because they want him to get his attitude right. And Taylor Jenkins said this yesterday. He said, you know, we have internal uh, foot footnotes and, and marks that he's got to hit before we can bring him back. Like the Grizzlies won last night. And Dylan Brooks tries to get the last laugh. But much like his response, it's just you don't really take it seriously. And uh, so, you know, it's it's entertaining until it's not. And, you know, I wanted I watched that game. I was excited for that game. Turned it on, watched it. Okay, 48 points in the first quarter, instantly up 20. Warriors come back a little bit, and then the Grizzlies just pull away, and you had the one little exchange between Draymond and Dylan Brooks. But, yeah, largely uneventful, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs because that's the only place that that really matters. Uh, we got a lot to get to in the second hour of the show. Oregon beats Washington State in the Pac-12 tourney. They got UCLA tonight. Uh, that's going to be here on the fan starting at 5.30. So we'll kick off the second hour with that. we got Statter Story to get to and uh, Ross Martin, who covers the North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, who did not, who will not make the NCAA tournament. So we got all that to get to. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 